Well, hello and welcome to this episode of Paideia Ponderings. I'm Dr. David Stanton, the headmaster at Oakdale Academy in Waterford, Michigan. Wanted to spend just a few minutes on this uh, first day of spring in 2020 and talk a little bit of the topic that seems to be on everyone's mind and everyone's thoughts uh, at this time with this uh, COVID-19 coronavirus pandemic that seems to be gripping the world with fear. And as we go through this, we certainly want to be an encouragement to people to take good care of themselves, to wash their hands appropriately, to take the precautions that uh, that we're told to take. But there are a few other things that I think would be beneficial when it comes to an educational perspective. Here in Michigan, as well as it seems in, in many other places uh, around the nation and, and across the globe, uh, all schools are closed for a period of time. Here in Michigan, we're closed at least for now through April 5th. And, um, you know, it's, it's a challenge, especially in a classical Christian school, to figure out a way for how we would continue education in a place that somewhat uh, purposefully distances ourselves from technology. And we've had to embrace a little bit of that technology uh, through the use of different platforms to ensure that we're continuing to connect with our students, we're continuing to educate them to the best of our abilities. And I want to offer these thoughts that the continuing of education is of such critical importance right now. There are school districts here in the metro detroit areas i understand it that have just said well for these three weeks it's it's just an extended spring break uh, there's nothing required i've heard narratives that that i can't confirm but uh, but narratives that have said that there are teachers who have assigned work but the schools weren't necessarily holding people accountable for the work and of course as we look at whether this pandemic will allow us uh, the ability to get past this social distancing and whether it be allowed to return to schools or not, certainly the questions are popping up around here of what will happen to our public, to our government-run schools. Will they be able to make up these days? Will they be required to make up these days? And here in Michigan, we get six snow days for our government schools. And uh, with schools stopping in mid-March, it's three quarters only through their typical school year that goes through mid-June. So you figure you are missing 90 uh, school days to get to a point where you, uh, you feel that you've met the required 180 school days here in the state of Michigan. Well, I'm pleased to say Oakdale, we don't, we don't concern ourselves as much with that. We don't have a certain required amount of days as a classical Christian school, private school. But it does beg the question of how many days are enough days? What is it that makes a school year complete? And uh, I'd be honest, I, I don't have a question or an answer rather specifically for that right now because I don't think there's a number that needs to be associated with it. You know, we focus on a methodology where we instill character, truth, and wisdom in our students, and that's a never-ending uh, process, isn't it? Uh, it doesn't end just because you walk across a stage in a cap and gown and we give you a diploma. It, it ends when your life ends, because if you're continuing to learn about character development, 
about the wisdom you need to make decisions as you grow and is relying on the truth of God's word. School or education, in a way, never truly does end. It simply changes because then you are called upon to do those things for others. You're called upon to disciple your own children, to focus on training those that have come after you. And that's what makes it a joy to work and to lead a school such as Oakdale Academy, where that's our primary focus. You know, we are working hard, and I can't say enough how proud I am of the faculty and staff here at Oakdale for all they've put into uh, in the last 72 hours or so, learning how to create a virtual learning environment for our students. And I'm proud of our parents. I'm proud of our students, our families who have embraced this and have followed up as best they can in this. But at the same time, we've been given some very unique opportunities in all of this. I've noticed in my neighborhood, I've noticed in this area, people going outside more, people out enjoying God's creation, people seeing the beauty of the nature that he has given us. And people still are asking the question, when's it all going to end? When's it all going to be done? I don't think any of us has an answer for that. But as reminded by one of our teachers on email this morning, the words that come from James chapter 1, verses 2 through 3. Consider it all joy, my brothers, when you endure trials of many kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. And I couldn't agree more. James hits it perfectly that this endurance, these trials that we're going through, this is a world that we don't know, and it's one that we, our children, certainly will remember their entire lives. When the American economy was purposefully shut down. It wasn't shut down because the stock market crashed or because unemployment went up or similar to the Great Depression of the 1930s or certainly of the late 2000s collapse. We had a great economy going. Things couldn't have been going better in so many ways from our economy. We have chosen to shut it down out of whether fear or over caution in regards to this pandemic. But we as Christians should remember that we have joy in our trials because it is testing our faith. Do we really believe what we say when we say God's greater than a virus, God's greater than everything? I think that this is a time for us really to test that. I shared with our students and our parents virtually uh, during a chapel on uh, this past week that we need to remember in that time where our, our faith is tested to trust the God of the Bible. And I shared a couple of um, things from the Old Testament of, of ways that God provided for his people. He clothed Adam and Eve after the fall. He spared Isaac from sacrifice. He saved Joseph from the evil plans of his brothers. He preserved his people in Egypt and sent them a deliverer in Moses. He saved his people during the wanderings in the wilderness. He led them as they took the promised land. He was with them through the times of judges, even in the great times of David and the wisdom of Solomon. He was with them in the fall and the dividing of the kingdom through the prophets, through their captivities, as they rebuilt the temple, as they rebuilt the walls under Nehemiah and Ezra, the scribe and priest. But they were all pointing to one thing, the need for a savior. Our trust in God should be culminated in our knowledge and in our faith 
of the saving power of Jesus Christ. That trust then should start to translate into some action. James does talk about faith without works is dead, so our faith can be strong, but what are we going to do about it? We are given an opportunity to follow in the footsteps of so many brothers and sisters in Christ who served, who sacrificed during times of plague and panic, pandemic, and war. And we are restricted by our government from going out and caring for the sick in so many ways. But there are some practical things we can do. We should certainly be praying for our leaders, for our president, our vice president, our members of Congress, our governors, our state legislators, certainly for our health care workers. We should be praying for those who are affected by this virus. Pray for their families. Pray for those who are seeing suffering happening. Pray that they take this time to question why this is taking place, and that it is not a time where they question why God would be doing this, but they realize that we are in a rebellion against God. And we take time to contact someone in a nursing home. We can't seem to visit them, but we can certainly call. We can make a video call. We can reach out in some way to an elderly neighbor, a relative, clean up somebody's yard. Go find a way to help each other. You know, in so many ways, we're called upon to remember that God is in control. I pray that we remember that. I pray that we focus on those things that we can do to shine the light of Christ during this tough time. Certainly, I'd love to talk to anyone who is interested in pursuing what a classical Christian education looks like. If you live in the metro Detroit area, you're welcome to contact us at this email address, admissions at oakdaleacademy.com. And it's a pleasure to join you and certainly pray again for our leaders and for us as Christians that we find the time to have that test of our faith that help us to see the joy and the final fulfillment of all things in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And enjoy your day. Thank you.